This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please feel free to give us a call at 791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. So the moment has finally arrived. You're retired. Years of work are behind you, and it's time for, well, it's time for you. And if you're like many retired Americans, that means the open road could be beckoning. And we're not talking about a weekend getaway to wine country or to see leaves changing colors. We're talking about a permanent road trip that can only come in an RV. Yes, you heard me right. RV. I just had a few clients retire to the mainland last month, and they desired a change of pace four seasons, and ultimately lower cost of living. So I wanted to address this with some of our listeners that might have this on the table as an option. Before we talk more about getting our kicks on Route 66, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm very, how do you say, Howley? <laughs> Howley? Is that how you say it? <laughs> Is that how you say it? Uh, I'm very happy. So that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I'm doing good. I've had a great week. You know, I, I'm up here in my studio in Minnesota, Minnesota, but we're having some beautiful fall weather and I love the fall. It's my favorite time of year um, and uh, just uh, really some great weather, sunny uh, highs in the mid to upper 70s, lows in the upper 50s. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. that sounds nice. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of yard work done. How about you? You've been uh, a world traveler, meeting with folks, and uh, uh, all that good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been um, checking up on our cabin up in Arizona. Uh, went back to Hawaii and did the quarantine thing, and yeah, it's just uh, it's a crazy times that we're living in. We're all adjusting, doing virtual meetings, working from home, that sort of thing. Um, we, you and I have to get together again. Remember uh, Frankie's in Las Vegas? Oh. Frankie's is a great place, great little tiki bar, great atmosphere, lots of fun. Uh, and, you know, I'm not personally a big Vegas guy, but uh, it, it does have some great restaurants, great food. There's lots to do. And uh, you and I went to a financial convention there, uh, met up there, and we went to this great little tiki bar, Frankie's. And yep. <laughs> uh, there are a number of folks there uh, from the convention. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really uh, jealous. You've been there a few more times than I have. Yeah, it's a regular stop when we go to Vegas now. We're we're like friends with the with the bartender. That's nice. <laughs> she recognizes oh, that's nice. us when we come in. Well, you have relatives near there, right? Yeah, my mom lives out in Henderson, so yeah. we come to Vegas a couple times a year. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, uh, and you've been keeping busy though, virtually doing uh, virtual seminars, webinars, virtual meetings with uh, potential clients, people out there, listeners who have asked for some advice, as well as your regular clients, right? Yeah, we've been doing um, the Zoom meetings, 
And uh, it's gone pretty well. You know, I got to say I resisted it in the beginning. I was kind of hoping things would return back to normal a little sooner. But yep. um, people have questions. You know, they still need help and they still need financial advice. So um, we're hitting the pavement hard. Um, yeah. Interesting topic today, though, right? I mean, I'm sure a lot of our regular listeners in Hawaii are like, RV, why in the heck would they be talking about RVing? But <laughs> you know, as I said in the intro, um, I've had a few clients just this past month retire to the mainland. And one of my clients, uh, Eric... I consider a friend, um, has talked about once he fully retires, buying an RV and just doing this very thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And a lot of people do that. I know a lot of people from up in my home state of Minnesota that buy RVs when they retire and then they travel the United States, maybe hit all the state parks or, uh, you know, uh, take, take Route 66 across the country. And, you know, I've had friends and family uh, do that or talk about that. You know, uh, people like that. And some people even do it full time, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. We mentioned Route 66 because when we went and uh, checked on the cabin, we we did the Route 66 um, all the way to Colorado. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, some people, you know, living in an RV could be, an ideal situation. You know, it leads to adventures, uh, both the expected and the unexpected. Um, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows. So during the show today, I want to kind of discuss some of the pitfalls also along with the positives with RV living. And as you know, Tony, I read a lot of financial articles. Uh, and the idea for today's episode was inspired by a recent uh, Kiplinger article uh, titled Nine Reasons to Retire in an RV. So the first thing that really jumped out at me when I was reading this is that according to the RV Industry Association, about 10 million U.S. families own an RV and another roughly 1 million live in it permanently. Wow. Those are some eye-popping numbers. I mean, so given how many RVs uh, there are out there, it makes sense. I see a lot of RVs when I'm on the interstate or highway, and I have to say I'm not totally surprised by those numbers. So what does the article tell us is the first major benefit uh, that might come with living in an RV or RVing? Well, the first major um, factor is that RVing isn't terribly uh, affected by the current pandemic. In fact, the article notes that people are continuing to show strong interest in RVs through online purchases, live video chats with dealerships. You know, and some of these businesses have actually been helped by the pandemic and RVing is one of them. It, it was cited. I read another article. It said it was like the number one pastime now all of a sudden. Um, so if you want to get out of the house and you want to still adhere to, you know, the recommended social distancing guidelines, RVs are a great way to see the new landscapes and keep yourself uh, and your companions busy and isolated from others. Yeah. Interesting point. I mean, if you're isolating in your traditional home, it's probably not a lot harder to isolate in your home on wheels then. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I agree with you completely on that one. Um, the next point will probably be of particular interest to our, our budget-minded retirees. And the fact is that you can live on a relatively modest budget if you make an RV your permanent home. And the article highlights uh, one specific couple. They spent an average of $40 per night on parking and you know camping spots and whatnot. And the couple also notes that figure is balanced with the occasional splurge on fancier digs and opportunities to park their rig for free. So a lot of Walmarts, for example, allow RVs to overnight in their parking lots at no charge. Mm. And, you know, certainly the initial purchase of an RV can be very expensive. You know, some of the top line models, 
can trend well into the six-figure range. But when you compare it to what you'd spend on a new home or a condo, it's probably a savings. And additionally, you're not going to be paying any property taxes. True. So th this couple uh, that was interviewed in the article explained that they spent about 1700 a year to insure their car and RV. And when it comes to food, they spend the same as they did when they lived in their, in their traditional home. So one final thing to consider is RVs do decline quickly in value. So it might be a smart move to shop for a, you know, lightly uh, used rig. Yeah. Yeah. Gently used rather than new. And, and I think that's really, uh, it aligns with the advice that we hear all the time about buying a car that's a year or two old, maybe low mileage car rather than brand new in terms of value. Uh, I've always thought that's the way to go. So uh, what do mm -hmm. you have for us next? Well, the next thing uh, is really interesting. If you're inclined to spend at least part of your retirement, you know, filling time gaps, volunteering for maybe causes that you're passionate about, an RV is actually a great way to do that. The article notes um, that one couple that used their RV to volunteer with a religious group uh, that moves quickly to help rebuild homes after disasters. And these volunteer excursions will usually last, you know, a week to a few weeks, and they get to park for free while they're on the job. So when it comes to volunteering in your RV, all you need to do is point your nose in the direction and, and away you go. Yeah, good point. And we this has been a good show. Now, if people need advice like coming up with a financial plan uh, before they decide whether, hey, I want to you know downsize to a condo or I'm going to sell my home and buy an RV and just go RVing, uh, they should work with a financial professional on that before making any big decisions. How can our listeners get a hold of you and uh, set up that complimentary consultation to do that? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I'm always willing to discuss things and talk to listeners. I love taking those calls. Um, and I'd like to encourage our listeners, whether your home is on wheels or not, <laughs> visit my website at vrogroup.org or feel free to call my office at 791-2924 and we can discuss um, how we might be able to address your concerns for retirement and get you on the path that you desire. All right. Yeah. And that sounds great. And, uh, you know, we're looking at how you could enjoy adventurous retirement, uh, an adventurous one by making an RV your permanent home. And I know you also want to discuss some of the potential drawbacks, uh, but this, this topic is good. I think it's probably fueling some retirement dreams for a lot of our listeners. I know it makes me mm -hmm. think about what that would be like. Fueling. Fuel. Is that an RV pun, Tony? <laughs> there you go. Not <laughs> well, intentional. Well played. Well played. <laughs> uh, the next interesting nugget in this article uh, is that you'll end up buying a lot less stuff. You know, an RV for oh, obvious reasons. True. It's not exactly the spot for a hoarder. Um, before you can buy anything, you really have to have an idea of where to put it. And there might not be a lot of available spots, you know, when you're living on the road. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I collect vinyl records. Not a thing you can do if you're just living in an RV. Right. Yes. Yeah, that would be tough. That would be tough. And, you know, and uh, yeah, we all, I think a lot of Americans uh, suffer, like myself, from the way too much stuff syndrome. Uh, so if moving into an RV full time has the fringe benefit of pushing people to finally get all those boxes to the goodwill and downsize their lives, I think that's probably so much the better then. Exactly. Yeah. Very well stated. And this, the next piece in the article, um, I found particularly uh, intriguing. And when, when you live in your RV, you don't have to stick to the fastest route possible to get to your destination. 
You know, you can meander and wander and explore to your heart's content. And that kind of gives you a sense of freedom. You know, we talk a lot about how retirement means, you know, you can sleep in as late as you want, go where you want, when you want. Well, RVing, life is pretty much the same. And when you travel from point A to point B, you can get off the beaten path, jump on the back roads, and just simply see what there is to see. So just thinking about that, you know, gives me a nice relaxing feeling. Yeah, I, I like that. And my wife and I are more spontaneous. If if we go on a vacation and it's too well planned out, like, oh, we have to do this at this time and this at this time, um, that's not fun. That doesn't feel relaxed to me. So, but everybody's different. And, and it really does sound like a great way to hit the road. And when you're off that main highway, like you mentioned, um, uh, I think that's a really good way to go. And I know there are websites out there uh, for people to find trustworthy places to park, right? Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the websites. Um, I found that interesting that if you plan to RV, you are you might want to grab something to write with and write these websites down. So the websites are uh, freecampsites.net, casinocamper.com, and campendium.com, C-A-M-P-E-N-D-I-U-M. And these all provide places where you can park your RV for free. Now, the next major benefit to maybe making your RV your full-time home in retirement is simply uh, the opportunity to spend as much time or as little time <laughs> with your family as you want. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, rather than, you know, permanently retiring to a spot like Florida or Arizona, leaving the grandkids behind, you know, you have the power to spend as much time with them as you want while still being able to go and hit the open road when it suits you. If your home base is in Washington, for example, and your grandkids are busy with school and sports for an entire month, say January or something, all you need to do is jump behind the wheel and go somewhere warmer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And in the summer, what could be more fun than loading up the kids for an RV trip to say Yellowstone or Gettysburg? Right. I'm definitely right there with you on that one. Um, another benefit too, Tony, uh, the article cites is that your diet may be the next thing that benefits from RVing. Really? And the article notes, yeah, that many retirees who live full time dine in more and eat out less huh. um, than they did when they lived in their traditional home. And so the initial reaction, of course, for some is that maybe this is about saving money, you know, which it is. But for others, and another true benefit is that it's part of the adventure, you know, of picking up local foods and regional delicacies along the way. Like if you're behind the wheel, um, say you up in your neck of the woods, Tony, up in uh, Minnesota, you can grab some fresh uh, walleye or uh, Maryland, maybe some soft shell crab or shrimp in Louisiana, and then prepare them right in your own kitchen when you pull in for the night. So that's a it's a win win for your wallet and your waistline and your and your tongue. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. It not only economical. It sounds like a delicious strategy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I just think, you know, people like to, you know, see their the local cultures and kind of absorb that, um, which which I, I like yeah. that section in the article. Yeah. Um, and another benefit is that there's, this was a little obvious, that there was no shortage of places to go. Right. Um, and again, that's getting that, you know, sense of freedom um, about you. The article quotes one retiree who's driven to all 49 states, obviously uh, our beautiful state of Hawaii, he can't can't do that, <laughs> but he hit all the other 49s, went to numerous um, Canadian provinces, and even all the way down to Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. You know, so the road is really endless. And just imagine driving through, you know, northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and then 
as the leaves change from summer green to fall red, which you're probably seeing up there right now. Yep. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, or if you're a Halloween buff, park and go to Salem, you know, the, the spookiest city uh, in America. Yeah. yeah. You don't always have to focus on national parks and, and campgrounds. You know, popular tourist spots like even Disney World, for example, are very accommodating to RVs. Yeah, anywhere that RV will fit. Uh, don't make the mistake my brother-in-law uh, brother did and try to drive it through uh, on the Needles Highway in uh, the Badlands uh, by Mount Rushmore uh, oh. because uh, they call it Needles Highway for, for a reason. You have to go through these little tunnels that are like the eye of a needle. RV doesn't fit so well through those. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a mess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, another uh, RV trip that I've read about in the past is is hitting every major league baseball stadium. I actually had a friend who, uh, him and his wife, they're doing that now to, to go from major league baseball stadium to major league baseball stadium. And that's the kind of adventure I think a lot of sports fans up there out there might be, you know, up for, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of um, our listeners maybe that are a year or so away from retirement, you know, we'll be able to go to baseball games again. <laughs> and, yeah, who uh, knows? I'm, I'm up for that because, you know me, I love my baseball, and that sounds something that would be really um, memorable and something to check off the bucket list. Yeah. And we all know that you know it becomes more difficult to make new friends as we get older, even in retirement, and that brings me to the final benefit of RVing, is when you spend open time on the road and you're parking in different campgrounds and RV parks every night, you're going to meet a variety of new people from all around the country, and you know, if not all over the world. So my advice would be to, you know, embrace that and spend some time enjoying a meal and a bottle of wine with new people sitting around a bonfire and sharing your stories and experiences. You know, to me, I can't think of anything that would make retirement richer. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And speaking of uh, making people richer, uh, you need a financial professional uh, to make sure you have a good financial plan in place and retirement plan in place before doing this. Uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you once again? Yeah. So if you want some more information about what you're hearing on the show, or if you do want to get a retirement plan in place where you can get retirement income and not have to worry about outliving your money and you can enjoy that relaxing lifestyle that you want, um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, call my office, 791-2924, or go to my website. Again, that's the, that's T-H-E, the, R-O group, letter R, letter O, dot org, not dot com. Got a lot of great stuff on there. Check it out and reach out to us. All right. That sounds great. Now, uh, during our first couple of segments, you've been focused on the benefits of uh, spending a retirement in an RV, um, and I think it's been great. Um, uh, let's get back to it then. Yeah. So as promised, you know, we're going to spend our final segment exploring some of the pitfalls um, of RVs. We got to take the positives uh, with the negatives. And so sure, again, sure. we're going to rely on that Kiplinger article as the guide. So the article again was titled 13 reasons uh, you will regret an RV in retirement. <laughs> so sure, this one kind of takes the other way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah got to look at it from both sides and it has some really good information. And so this article's first warning is that RVs tend to be quite expensive. Oh, Type yeah. A's, for example, um, are generally the most spacious on the market, and they start at roughly 60000 but it can rise as high as half a million. Oh. Uh, Type B's, Type C's. That's real money to you and I, Greg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, Type B's and Type C's are smaller, um, and they range still as little as sixty, and can go up to about 150000 Wow. 
uh, you certainly don't want to leap into that kind of investment without doing a lot of research beforehand, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're they're not cheap, and the, that kind of brings me to the next point in the article is that they're they're gas guzzlers. You know, they're expensive to use. The article quotes uh, one experienced RVer, and they said they get about eight miles to the gallon and can typically travel about 370 miles on a tank. And they never go below a quarter tank, so a three-quarter fill-up runs them about 120 bucks. Oh, yeah, that's definitely a major expense, uh, isn't it? I mean, eight miles to the gallon. Uh, maybe you could map out routes that only go downhill. <laughs> and maybe tick that mileage up to 10 or 11. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very ambitious decision. Um, I'm going to have to be a Debbie Downer on that one. It's not to go uh, coast to coast downhill. I don't think that's possible, but no, it's an expensive uh, cost for sure. Uh, and another one is, is waste. Uh, that's something that you have to consider. And that's something that a lot of people probably don't enjoy doing. You know, so for most Americans, your, your waste is gone with a with a simple flush. But in an RV, it's not that simple. As the article explains, you know, the typical RV has a black tank, and that's for sewage, a gray tank, which is for shower and sink water, and they have a freshwater tank, you know, for, for your sink and for your and for your showering. And you'll need to keep a close eye on all three of those. And to make matters worse, you know, many rest stops and campgrounds are doing away with the dumping services because they're expensive and well messy yeah yeah and let's not waste any more time on waste so to speak <laughs> I all right, move on to the next topic yeah um i'm guessing this next one is the single biggest reason that people reject the rv lifestyle um and that is very close quarters Oof, yeah. yeah when you're on the road you're traveling companion or companions you know will generally always be within a few feet of you so if having plenty of privacy and alone time is important to you. Life in an RV might not be the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at a minimum, you better really like your spouse, kids and grandkids before you drive off in an RV, before you take that <laughs> off the lot. Right. Yeah. Way to cut to the chase on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's another factor that I bet has crossed a lot of minds during today's show. Um, RVs can be hard to drive. You know, as you might imagine, you're going to have a lot to learn when you first jump behind the wheel of a large RV. And while your friendly salesperson will give you a few pointers here and there, once all the paperwork is signed, that's probably not going to be enough. You know, you'd be wise to take a driving class and probably take a, a few trips in a rented RV before you make the big purchase uh, and plunge into one of your own. And additionally, if you're traveling with someone like your spouse, they should probably also learn how to drive the rig just in case something happens and you can't drive. Well, yeah, there you go. And that's always been a big concern for me. I mean, I break out into a sweat just thinking about turning in one of those things. I mean, crazy or backing it up, uh, though, your idea of taking some driving classes uh, to learn how to drive one, uh, that's a good solution. Yes, yeah, definitely. And another element that you should really factor in is where you're going to park you know, that home on wheels each night. And so we did mention that a little earlier, and there's really no shortage of RV parks and national and state parks and private campgrounds, but they often sell out a lot of times, you know, especially during school breaks. You know, so if you're planning on making a stop and it's a weekend or if it's a holiday, you know, you might not be able to find vacancies. Um, so you might turn to what we mentioned earlier in the show, you know, Walmarts um, offer that free stop. Also some Cracker Barrels and some Cabela's 
uh, welcome overnight RVs, RVers in their uh, parking lots. Ultimately, you're going to have to have a plan and a backup plan on where you're going to spend your nights. Yeah, for sure. And, and here's something I'm curious about. You mentioned a few minutes ago that fuel costs can add up quickly. Uh, obviously, we looked at some of the numbers there. So I'm guessing that repairing an RV is going to be quite costly. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, not just the everyday cost of fuel, but if something goes wrong, you know, with the RV, you're going to have to get that fixed. And you should really think of your RV uh, not only like you would your car, you know, with normal upkeep, but also like a house, you know, things that come with houses like like plumbing. You know, something goes wrong, you know, with your sewage or your, or your sink, or your water heater. You know, if you're far from the dealer when you need those repairs, you're going to have to seek out repair shops uh, that can handle RVs. So that's another downside. Well, right. I mean, those repairs and fuel costs can really add up, I'm sure. Now, this has been another great episode, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go, Greg? Well, retirement goals are different for everyone. And you and I, Tony, we always try to tackle new topics each week. You know, so whether RVing is for you, whether it's going to be world traveling um, or just, you know, staying put. Um, if you have any questions or concerns about your retirement strategy, I strongly encourage you to visit my website at therogroup.org or give me a call. Call my office, 791-2924. We can have a discussion about how we may be able to answer some questions and address your individual concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. All right. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Greg. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.